0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Tommy Tiernan podcast. Um uh <laughs> yeah. Okay. So today's uh subject is language and um a notion that I have that language isn't really about communication. Language is almost a a, a curse. Language is an attempt to define experience and, by definition, uh, attempting to control the experience. So language I see almost as a negative thing rather than a positive thing. And the things that happen when you don't speak are nicer than the things that happen when you do speak. Which, if I had the balls, I would... Do you remember that John Cage, that composer who released... um, I think it's called... It's called 4.33. And it's four minutes and 33 seconds of silence. So if I could, if I had the... uh, If I could get sponsors uh, (laughs) involved... I would release a daily podcast, a silent podcast uh, of... Now, that would be my ultimate ambition to have uh, a podcast where nothing is said. But anyway, I wanted to just drill down into language for the next um, 19 minutes or so. Many years ago, um, I went on a retreat, uh, a 10-day silent Retreat in a converted farmhouse in County Clare, converted from a farmhouse into a, not into a primary school or into offices. This is the genius of people to take a 150 year old cottage and surrounding buildings in the hills outside Six Mile Bridge in County Clare. And turn it into a Buddhist monastery. So what happened is, there uh, there's a particular type of Buddhism in, in Thailand called Theravada Buddhism. And they claim, uh, they also shave off all their body hair. And um, there are certain rules, if you're a Theravadan monk, there are certain rules. You, you're not allowed handle money. You're not allowed make your own food Um, everything has to be given to you you're not allowed to be alone with the woman because women are just oh the mischief between their eyebrows is just uh, you wouldn't be up to it there's no protection against a, a woman's intent or once she puts that fucking forehead on you oh you're all hers there's no escape so even the Buddha One of the most enlightened human beings that ever walked the world said to his monks, the women, stay away from the fucking women, then drive you mad. So this is a real thing. So if you're uh, an American who gets interested in Buddhism and wants to, you know, you could be a Zen Buddhist or you could be a Tibetan Buddhist or... If you go to be a Theravadan Buddhist, a monk, you cannot be alone with a woman That's one of their rules. Um, But they claim that this is the, they use a language called Pali, um, which is the language, nobody speaks it anymore, but it's the kind of the scriptural, ritualistic language uh, that was spoken in Buddha's time. Um, And they chant, and this chanting is beautiful. Namo Taso Vagavato Arahato Sama Sambu sa No I I've got that wrong, but that's the gister anyway. It's very very beautiful language to listen to. So because it's relatively close to the house here, um, County Clare, so I signed up and I was kind of I was very nervous actually, but I signed up for this ten-day silent retreat and um you don't speak at all, You, there could be, there was 18 or 20 of us on this thing, um, and for the 10 days you didn't make eye contact with other people, you meditated for 7 or 8 hours of the day, and you did, a lot, you did nothing but thinking and uh, wondering why you're not pooing, um, you weren't walking enough uh, to poo. And also, you were eating a lot of carbs. They have strange dietary restrictions as well. You don't eat past 12 o'clock in the day. Um, you can have a, a a sliver, like a... not even it wouldn't even be the size of a thumbnail, a bit of cheese and dark chocolate at 5 o'clock in the evening. But basically, after lunchtime, you didn't eat. And the reason for the restrictions, like the reasons they say a Theravadan monk can't handle any money and can't make his own food is that when the Buddha was designing this priesthood, he wanted he didn't want the boys just fucking off into the hills and living in caves. He wanted them to be dependent on the community. So they had to interact. So they had to leave the forest and go into the village with a bowl and say, any chance of a bit of food. And the idea is, if they got no food, they'd die. Not not Well, not the idea, but that would actually happen. So it's that you... You never divorce yourself from the community that you live in, but anyway a, a strange thing happened um it was it was mixed it was about you know a lot of bendy young ones go to these retreats um bendy young ones in tracksuits. and uh um, yeah they, you know, they're they're fine they're good. they're nice to be they're yeah anyway so What happened was, so nine days of silence, nine days of moving around one another without making eye contact, nine days of quietness, nine days of kind of respect for other people. And then the person who's leading the retreat uh, on the transition from the ninth to the tenth day he rings a bell and the bell is the end of the silence and for the next 12 hours before you drive home to Dublin or Wexford you can talk to one another and what was remarkable was the bell was rung and people started hugging one another Um, now I didn't hug anybody because my wife said to me you're don't you be fucking hugging any bendy, stretchy young ones in tracks with bottoms. You know, and she was right too. Now, sometimes I work as a an actor and my wife says to me, there'll be, there's no kissing. Like, if I got cast in a movie or a sitcom and I had to kiss somebody, well, I sure, I wouldn't be allowed. The wife wouldn't let me. And I said, why am I not allowed to kiss anybody? And she said, because if you're in a film and you, you the scene calls you to shoot somebody, you don't actually fucking shoot them you know but if a scene calls you to kiss somebody well you are actually kissing them even though you're both pretending to be other people you're still munging the face off one another so she's right no kissing um, and 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 no if you go to a 10 day silent retreat at the end of it no hugging bendy stretchy young ones in tracksuit bottoms Um, you know my my wife my wife is a bendy stretchy young one and she has a tracksuit bottom so I get enough of that at home and what amazed me about this was that the hug was a gesture of intimacy intimacy that had happened because of silence we didn't feel as if we needed to get to know one another through talking We knew one another by being around each other in a quietness that is deeper than language. The way cows would, you know, like a herd of cattle just touching and nudging one another, flanks against flank. And I was was blown away by this intimacy. And it made me realise that you don't actually have to talk in order to feel close to somebody. The English language is a difficult piece. It's a very technical, it, it never really hits the nail upon the head. I live here in a place called Barna, which is on the edge of the Connemara Reservation. A lot of native Irish speakers live out the road in the most mean, uh, the most appalling uh, poverty <laughs> and, uh, you know they, they just I mean we should do really the English speaking Irish need to do for the reservationists so what the American government did for the Native Americans give them casinos and let them ride around in horses and um, call each other Roland Thunder and Big Hips and all these wonderful evocative names so I hear Irish and I am very drawn towards Irish and it feels to me Irish Irish is wonderful you know there's more empathy in the Irish language than there is in the English language it's it's softer It's more playful. It is brain deep in empathy and care and good love. But I know that I'll never, ever, ever be able to speak it fluently. I'll never be able to dream in Irish. I'll never be able to think thoughts in Irish. I'm kind of saddled with a language that doesn't suit me in a way and maybe the fact that English doesn't suit me has helped me realise the gap between the words I use to describe the experience of being alive and the feeling of being alive and there's too much of a gap. I mainly learned to speak English around Navan, and Navan is a verbally violent town. I mean, it is just from Navan up to Loud and across into Monaghan and Cavan and bits of East Leitrim. There is a dialect there. There's a kind of a there's a rolling thunder way of talking and you could get the head bet off you with words. People don't need Fucking crowbars and fists to hammer the fuck out of one another in Avon. They use words and the 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 accent is trembling with a suppressed kind of fucking violence that any fucking moment could just take the head clean off of your fucking shoulders. It's the only part of the country where they used. Uh, I mean, I'm afraid. I, it doesn't even feel right coming out of my mouth. You know the word I'm talking about. Do you know that word? You know, that. It, it's just, yeah, you look at you, look at this. Here he is. The, you're some. It's just. If I was in Avon it would. It's a term of affection. Well, well, you're some. You know. But here in Galway, it would be inappropriate. You use that word, it doesn't sit well with where I am. The Galway accent is kind of there's a oh, how's it going? Uh pure Galway, like it's a kind there's a thinness in it, you know, because it, it it's an accent that was rared on fucking small dinners. <laughs> like there's there isn't there's no the Navan is down the the land up around Mead is so rich that the accent is well fed. Do you know, it comes from just below your fucking diaphragm, from the full belly full of spuds and fucking custard, apple tart and pies. There's a, you know, you're... It's a, a very nutritious language, accent. Uh, and Galway, it's more like when we didn't... You know what I mean? It's, you, you, it's a skinny accent. You, you move from... Galway out the road, if you travel north out of Galway up towards Mayo, like they must have been able to grow grass in Mayo because, ah stop, ah stop, it's all uh, things are kind of softened up, there was a bit more going on in Mayo, maybe they'd access to fish or something, but there's there's a bit more softness in the Mayo accent. The Galway accent probably has more in common with the Cockney accent East End, you know how's it going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. What you saying in here? Eh? And the the Cockney accent is also a very skinny accent because it's you know, three hundred people living in a in a tenement in Balaam. and they, there was fuck all to go around, so the accent was starved. The Eastern European accent. Now that's one that a, uh, that uh, they were tough times uh, when that accent was invented and uh, people were really pitted against one another in a in a wild effort to survive so the reason why you can almost do it without uh, separating your teeth you can that accent so the reason for that is that if you got a bit of food uh, you'd keep it in your mouth and you'd want to be able to talk to somebody without them knowing that you were after getting the bite of a an apple or something so, so it's all literally you do you have the food in your mouth no why would you think I have food in my mouth I don't I'm like you I'm starving the Australian accent now is another strange one um, the Australian accent so the uh, <laughs> the Australian accent is mainly it's mainly white people um, wishing they were back in Europe That that's the accent of <laughs> Austra- Australians is that it's gonna you know if, if you're gonna just let basically it's an inch away from screaming that's all it is if you just if you let the Australian accent just oh, you it's 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 a collision between consonants and pain um because they read, so white people went out to Australia in the 17 or 18 hundreds, and they realised very quickly that fuck, it's hot here. I want snow. I want snow and rain and buildings that are are close together. And as Bill Hicks said, "Rosy cheat women drinking cappuccinos." But ah, this hot here, argh. And the African accent. The African accent is as close to music because maybe we were at our most joyful when we were all just in Africa you know sitting there in the trees you know just kind of isn't it beautiful isn't it just kind of isn't it just kind of The South Korean accent. (laughs) (laughs) They just sound like moany fuckers. Don't, I've ever watched a movie that comes from South Korea. There's an awful drop (laughs) 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 the Newcastle accent is just an attempt to survive the fucking cold. What ya see? What fucking? It's about when you're in Newcastle. It, it it it's so fucking freezing that what they're trying to do is get as much. Uh, <laughs> their body is struggling with the fucking cold air that's going into their fucking lungs. What ya see? What fuck? What what you what? fucking day? So fucking cold. What a but I suppose at least there's a bit of physical movement in the Newcastle lactans. It's even colder again up in Scotland, so they don't move their bodies at all. It's got. Scottish Christopher, fuck you, you do the fuck you. I didn't know that, I didn't know you go do the fuck. Ah, fuck. Ah. the only part of their body that's able to move in the weather is their fucking mouths. So to sum up, I think what I'm suggesting is that all language and all accents, they're a struggle against the environment that you're living in. And um, I snore uh, a good bit. um, And I I tend to wake anybody who's within uh, a 40 foot uh, radius of me. So sometimes I'm sent to different parts of the house uh, to sleep, you know. And my wife, though, And rightly so. My wife insists that we sleep together um, because she's aware and has taught me to be aware that there is a communication that happens between people when both of you are silent in the one space. And maybe that's the genius of the marital bed. Now, I know people wake up in the morning fucking hating one another and but what silence does is it gives you the opportunity to communicate with other people in a way that words cannot thank you all very much hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you next time